recording. What is up, BCS Fitness? It's Coach Jared and Coach Jory here. We have a fun and exciting topic, at least for me and Jory, I think. Um, a little bit different than what we did with Jeremy, although that was timely. This one's going to be timely and fun, I hope. So what we wanted to uh, discuss this week on the podcast was kind of summer season is here. Uh, it's getting warm out, and summer season is usually an adventure season. It is for me, and it is for Jory and our families. So with COVID and all of that going on, we uh, wanted to discuss how that's impacting adventure and then how you can be best prepared to take advantage, whatever your adventure is. It doesn't have to be anything huge, but if that's going to the lake, going to the river, mountains, surf, whatever it is. So we're going to talk about adventure. I love a good adventure. One of the things about living in Texas is although it does get hot in the summer, we are pretty uh, lucky about the ability to adventure almost year round. If you can handle the heat, so to speak, you have about 12 months of the year that you can adventure. So although we're heading into the summer season, a lot of what we will discuss will be pertinent to year round adventuring in Texas with a little bit of spin on it seasonally and also in light of COVID, but great talking points as far as just adventuring in general. Yeah. So with that being said, let's get into the first one, Joy. I think uh, depending on the size of the adventure, but it really doesn't matter too much. We, um, and this is a uh, topic that uh, pertains to life in general, but I think a lot of times we are unprepared or we rush to prepare I know I do this. Um, I have vivid dreams of doing something big and then I wait, wait, wait. Uh, and we might not be able to do what we want to do right now. I know we're slowly reopening, but we're kind of constrained. So this is a great time to prepare. Um, so that could be, you know, you physically, uh, if you're at the gym, but another topic that you could think of with adventure is gear. So let's get into maybe what kind of what can we do with gear prepping making sure your gear is ready for this season if you're going to go camping boating i know you've just got a boat uh, i've got one so that takes a lot of preparation so just the idea of preparing and being ready uh, when adventure presents itself so i am a big gear girl i have been my whole life something new comes out i feel the need to get it um i want a first generation of everything the newest of the new um, but i have slowly learned that that's not necessarily the best especially when it comes to adventuring so i feel like there is this balance so to speak of being prepared having adequate gear surely you don't want to get out on an adventure and realize you're ill-equipped um it can lead to a not so fun adventure, but also kind of an unsafe situation. So we want to make sure that you're prepared, but we also want to make sure that you don't wait to adventure until you have every single thing or think, hey, I may like camping. I'm going to go buy out REI or buy out Academy and then later find out, you know what, camping just isn't for me. So there is a really fine line of balance when it comes to gear, having what you need, um, to, for safety and to make it an enjoyable experience, but not kind of going over the top before you realize what you need. So one thing I've really, um, two things really, but the first thing is don't be afraid to reach out to those that you know when it comes to borrowing gear. Most people that are adventure junkies, so to speak, are more than willing to loan out their gear to someone that they're close to because they have been the recipient of loaned gear. So uh, earlier this year, I went on a solo backpacking trip that we probably won't talk too much about, 
but I needed a, a little personal stove and I definitely wanted to go buy one. I was super uh, close to going to buy one when I realized I could borrow AJ's to see um, exactly what I wanted. Uh, take that fast forward a few months, Amanda was going hiking over uh, spring break and needed some trekking poles and I had some and I was able to loan those out. So a great idea is to borrow gear or reach out to someone that you know that may have something so you can kind of figure out, is this something that I really want? Or do I want this exact model? Things like that. So that was the first thing gear related. And the second thing that I think we are so lucky being a part of the Brian College Station community is, um, I was not made aware of this until recently, but through A&M, you can rent all kinds of gear through their rec sports department. It's super simple to go online, see everything that they have. You like truly drive up to the back of their parking lot near Olson Field go in, they show you everything you could use. It's quite affordable. Um, if you are not thinking of, of buying right away, it's a great way to get out there and kind of start that adventure and build maybe even a dream list of gear before you go drop half a paycheck at REI like I like to do. <laughs> Easy to do. Uh, yeah, so that's great advice for how to, uh, you know, maybe check out some gear. If you're overwhelmed, if you're wanting to try something new, you don't need to go buy everything. You don't need to be the North Face professional to uh, adventure. Um, also, in that preparation, let's say you already own some gear. So I talked, you know, it could be mechanical. Uh, travel is going to be a little bit different, um, especially for the summer season. It could be for a while. So you may not want to fly. It may um, you know, not be as safe as you want. It could be uh, a little bit more expensive. I think air travel is supposed to go up in cost just because of the reduction in quantity of travelers. So making sure your car is ready, that's a big one, right? If, especially if you're going to be driving. Texas is huge. If we were going to Big Bend, that's going to be 10 plus hour drive. So making sure your mechanical stuff is working. If you're boating like I do or Joy does or, you know, if you're enjoying that, making sure you're taking this time now to prep those mechanical items or your backpack or your tent if you already own it. And then like Joy said, if you're planning to do something new, maybe researching some options uh, to loan. I think that's great. But just being prepared so that when that opportunity presents itself, you can take advantage. I think it's sometimes when we're not prepared, we miss out on taking opportunities um, that present themselves. And also we want to make sure you're prepared physically. So that's kind of what we do, right? We train uh, physical, mental. So don't think that, you know, oh, it's summer, it's COVID. I might not be able to do anything. I'm not, you know, no, you give yourself something to look forward to. One thing I do every, at least I try to, every summer is go to the mountains. And I hope to do that again. I'm not sure where that's going to be, but I'm going to prepare. And I do this every summer and I hate it. So I start running again. Uh, to prepare my my cardiovascular system so that when I get up there, I can I can do what I want to do. I'd hate to go all the way to wherever it is, Colorado or wherever, and not be physically ready. <clears throat> that would really be kind of frustrating, right? If I if I failed to prepare, so don't let uh, preparation get in the way of you having a, a great time and enjoyable time uh, adventuring. What's another good topic we can move on to after preparation, Jory? Um, probably one of my things that go hand in hand or one of my next steps of after preparation would be expectations. 
So let's talk a little bit about expectations just in general when it comes to adventuring and how it may be um, just again in light of this COVID-19. So one thing I really try and remember is to set realistic expectations. Um, this is really important if you are uh, adventuring alone, which um, a lot of times I am accompanied by my family or friends, but in the off chance that I am by myself, expectations are also super important. So one thing to remember is do not go into every adventure thinking this is the best thing I've ever going to do or this is going to be everything is going to be seamless you know the part of the adventure spirit is you don't really know how things are always going to pan out and so setting realistic expectations of hey it may rain or I may get there and um, a storm may you know like just being prepared for everything to not go exactly how you anticipate it. And then segueing right into if you are not adventuring alone, to be prepared about your expectations of others. So kids, you know, my boys love to adventure with me, but they're still nine and 10 year old boys. So I still get the occasional whining and these shoes hurt my feet. And so if I go in with these like rose colored glasses, of, everything's gonna be perfect. My kids are gonna love this. They're never gonna, I'm just kind of setting myself up. So really kind of be gracious with yourself, be gracious with those that you are adventuring with that um, expectations are, are good to have, but not every trip's gonna be the best trip. Not every boat ride is gonna be smooth. Not every, you're not gonna like make your best time up and down a mountain every time. And especially right now, I mean, even some practical thoughts of expectations. I know we considered going to a state park recently and I had to process through, what is that gonna look like adventuring with a face mask on? Like, am I, in a headspace where I'm going to think, wow, this is kind of weird walking around um, in God's creation with a face mask on. Like, I just, I don't know, I didn't know exactly how that was gonna look for me. And so I had to really do some thinking as far as expectations, like how is this going to kind of play out, so. Yeah, expectations huge. Um, and you kind of mentioned, uh, I like that one about the mountains. So, when we, when I go climbing mountains is, uh, I think sometimes you get wrapped up in, if you don't make the summit, it's kind of a waste. And that is a really kind of poor way to look at that. You know, things can happen, weather can happen. You could get hurt. Um, you know, hopefully it's just a mild injury, but you could get dehydrated. Um, there's lots of things that can go wrong and that's kind of the fun of adventuring. You're not sure of the outcome, right? So that's kind of what you're doing. You're expanding a little bit. You're pushing a little bit safely. Hopefully you've prepared, but don't, put all of your eggs, so to speak, in one experience or that this experience has to, you know, I have to hit the summit or it's just a waste of my time. That's not the point, you know, at least that shouldn't be the point. Um, that can really negatively affect you on that adventure you're on and then kind of prevent you from uh, trying again. Cause not everyone, like Jory said, it's not always going to be the best, uh, but you're going to learn something and hopefully you're going to have some fun. Um, you were talking about state parks, and so that was a great segue into kind of what we're dealing with locally, or at least at the state level, um, concerning state parks and COVID. So <clears throat> they have reopened. They were closed for a little while, but they've reopened state parks. And we actually went to Colorado Bend uh, for Kristen's 40th birthday. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about that. Kind of goes back to the preparation. What does that look like right now? 
Um, currently state parks are open. You have to go online and you have to reserve a day pass. Um, I think they're starting to honor previous camping reservations, but they're not taking any new ones if I understand that correctly. But I would just encourage you if you're looking to go to a state park, get online or call ahead of time. There's a lot of confusing. If you get on Facebook and you just read comments, you're going to get confused. So make sure you do your research. Um, when we went to Colorado Bend, if you're not familiar, that is 30 minutes west of Lampasas, which is about three hours from College Station. So it's a good hike in the car. We were the fourth car in line when we got to the gate and every car in front of us got turned around. So they drove at minimum an hour round trip to get turned around. Um, then probably further than that because Lampasas isn't that big. So that would be very, uh, that's something you should probably feel a little bit disappointed if you, if you took your whole family that far, that would be awful, right? You get over there, you're excited, you're ready to get out of the car. And then the state's like, well, no, sorry, you can't come in. Uh, so I just encourage you during this time to make sure that you're looking at what are the regulations like Jory mentioned, are you required to wear a face mask um, that we weren't. It was encouraged, highly encouraged, but we weren't required at that time. Uh, that was a regulation, I think, at first, but they've relaxed that a little bit. Um, I will tell you, it was awesome. Um, we were spaced. We, we saw people, but it wasn't crowded at all. And that's a very popular park. So um, it's kind of a fun time to go because it's not near as busy. So if you can grab one up, they're hard to get, as Jory knows, uh, they're hard to get anyway. They're harder to get now, day pass, especially on a weekend. So if you're interested in that, I just encourage you to go ahead and make a reservation and commit uh, to doing that. Jory, you got anything on state parks and kind of COVID right now? You might know a little bit more than I do. So not necessarily in light of COVID, but one thing just about state parks, and I know I love the Brazos Valley. I've lived here the majority of my life, but we are so lucky about our centralized location that we can drive three and a half hours and be pretty much anywhere. But um, we also have lots of adventuring in our, so to speak, own backyard. I mean, there's Lick Creek Park is right around here. The Sam Houston National Forest is about a 45 minute drive. So there's lots of state parks, national, forests, lakes. I mean, you, you know, we're not like Colorado, sure, but we have a lot just kind of at our disposal as far as everyday adventuring. So nothing too crazy. You know, you don't have to, I mean, I, I want to prepare to hike the Appalachian Trail, but you don't have to be like in this preparation mode to hike the Appalachian Trail to go out and do five or six miles with your kids on the Lone Star hiking trail. Or you don't have to have gotten your body into such a shape that you can summit, you know, mountains in Colorado to head west and go to Big Bend. You know, there's a lot of things that we have right around here. State parks are, I mean, I'm a huge state park fan. I have the state park pass. I'm not trying to like push that, but Financially, it's a super smart move. If you plan on doing any um, adventuring like that, you get in free. You do have to, especially places that require um, day pass reservations. Everyone is now, but even before COVID-19, like Enchanted Rock or some of those more popular places required you to have a day pass. And so even though you're a state park member or pass holder, you still would pay that fee and just have it returned to you when you got to the park. So some preparation and, and was, you know, is definitely um, crucial for those times, but we just have so much right here. Millican. I mean, there's all kinds of, of little pockets of adventure that 
um, find again, find someone that is, um, has an adventurous spirit and say, hey, where's somewhere nearby that you like to go? And, um, you know, just pick someone's brain about finding all those avenues. It doesn't have to be a state park, but we, Texas has, I don't know, 43 of them or something. I don't know. I could be lying, but we've got a lot of them. So. I think it's 47. I don't know either, but I think that's right. It's 40 something. Uh, there's a lot of variety for sure. You can go to the coast, you can go, the, I mean, there are mountains out West, hill country, um, there plenty of options. Um, so like Jory was saying, we don't, it doesn't have to be some grand adventure either. I do think, um, anticipation or having something to look forward to something to prepare for will keep you motivated, especially if you're struggling a little bit, you've been cooped up. Um, I, I, that was one of the things about going to Colorado Bend. I just wanted to get outside. So that was an awesome day just to get out. We were only on trail for like three hours. It wasn't a big deal. It was like four, four, not even four mile loop. Kids were a little worn out, but it was great just to get outside, see some waterfalls, see some nature. Um, it's great mental health, great physical health. Uh, so if you're not taking advantage of that, I just encourage you to do so. And one thing Jory was mentioning about not having to be some crazy Appalachian trail, six month hike. Um, another thing that happens in the summer with adventure is really just family related. You know, there's a lot of family gathering and that may or may not happen like it used to, depending on the size and the scope of what you're used to. But I think people are going to start getting back together, maybe with extended family a little bit. You might not have seen your grandkids for a couple months. Um, so you want to be prepared when that happens too. Like let's say you just meet at the lake or meet at, you know, the rivers are real popular in the summer to go cool off and have fun with family, maybe for a week or whatever it might be. You want to be prepared for that both mentally and physically so that when you are able to um, gather again as family or friends, that you can have the best time possible. So look for those adventures, however big or however small they are uh, for motivation to keep you going. Anticipation is a great motivator uh, inside the gym. Um, it's not just like, Oh, I'm just in, running on this treadmill. No, I'm preparing for, you know, we got a thing in a month where we're going to go to the lake or we're going to go hike or whatever it is that'll keep you motivated. It'd be in the back of your mind. If trust me, if I can run, like I do in the summer, just to go climb a mountain. I'm pretty sure that it keeps people motivated um, to go on an adventure. It's a great motivator. Um, one thing that I think is really neat about adventuring is I can, I mean, I just turned 40 like Kristen, not just a few months ago. And um, I adventured when I was young. I adventured when I was in college. I have an adventuring spirit still. But I realize that may not be um, what everyone has been geared to do. So um, I, my encouragement is if you are not high on the adventure list, but you feel like you want to, do it. You know, you said grandkids, and that made me think there's all kinds of excuses to get out there to adventure. Find an adventure buddy. I know um, this is a big deal being a woman is before I was married and like that time between college and marriage where I had Neil at my disposal of, hey, let's go adventure. Um, I was, I had to find, I felt, um, people that also like to adventure because I, as a safety precaution, I just didn't really want to go out and adventure a ton by myself. But put yourself in situations where you um, have people around you that you can adventure with. Don't be hesitant to uh, reach out to someone and say, hey, you know what, I've never gone camping. 
but it seems super fun to me. I mean, you can be 45 and go camping for the first time, or you can, you know, adventuring can mean camping in your backyard with your grandkids. I mean, I would let anyone watching this borrow my tent to go backyard camping with their grandkids. You know I mean? It doesn't have to be big. And I just want people to realize you can break through so many barriers to make adventuring a opportunity and a possibility for yourself, for your family. Um, you don't have to really just wait for all the perfect, you know, situations and scenarios. You can, you, whether you're single or married or have grandkids, I mean, you can adventure at any of those states. And I think that that is probably one of my favorite parts of adventuring is that it's available for all, uh, should you want to do it. And most people, I would venture to say that have that spirit, love to get people into it. So, I mean, I, I would, if someone was like, hey, I've never been camping before, hot dog, when do you wanna go? Like, let's get a, a, a date on the calendar. So I think that's also um, just an encouragement for you maybe like, oh, I don't know, I've never been camping. It, you know, reach out to someone that has, or, you know, kind of put some feelers out there and find someone or a group um, that kind of, that does those types of adventures. I know the A&M, the rec center does those programs. Um, you don't have to be a student. You can just be a member of the community. REI does it. There's all kinds of online, like I'm a part of the Houston women's hiking group that does day trips and camping trips all the time. So you can make it a possibility if you want to. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Uh, it is, most of these communities are very welcoming. People love to show off their knowledge, uh, get other people involved, um, whether that doesn't really matter what the adventure itself is, could be climbing, could be rafting, could be paddle boarding, all these different things. Most of those communities share something very common and that's they're open, they're welcoming, they love to get new people involved. Um, so that's a great encouragement. If you're wanting to and you're not sure, just reach out. People are very, very um, welcoming. Um, and I hope, so I think we got a lot of stuff covered. Mm -hmm. Now I'm ready to go on an adventure. Um, so, well, guys, just like Joy said, if you're interested in anything like that and I got anything that you could borrow, I'm willing, to, willing and able to loan as well. Um, so just ask if you're interested. Um, we hope that this information is useful and is encouraging to you, uh, especially, you know, we're not going to be able to do what we normally do in the summer. Sometimes like, you know, certain businesses might not be uh, like, well, I think a grand station, you know, it gets hot. You'd like to go to grand station. That's going to be a little bit different. So we might have to get a little creative. We might have to get a little bit outside of your comfort zone, but you might get to go on an adventure. So we just encourage you to, to look for those opportunities and take advantage this summer and actually fall coming up. That's my favorite time, but just look for those times when you can get out and adventure. And like Jared said, we are, um, those of us that are in the fitness industry, most of us are typically adventure junkies as well. So um, use us for a sounding board of, hey, I am interested in doing this. Have you ever done this? Or let me know next time you want to go you're going on an adventure i'd love to join or i'm looking at this tent have you um jared did say you don't have to be a walking um north face but i tend to disagree there i like to have all the stuff so someone asking me about gear gives me more of a reason and, and validates my desires to go out and get gear so ask away 
we will definitely share by no means would I say I am an expert um, at adventuring or gear, but it is definitely something I'm super passionate about. So I love to talk about it, love to share about it and love to get more people out there adventuring. I think it's so just such a strength for individuals um, that I would love to help in any way. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us, Jory. We hope you guys enjoyed the podcast and we'll hope to see you soon at the gym.